This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Oswald, and I hope you join me on my quest for knowledge to become a better public land hunter, angler, and forager. Stick with this and who knows, maybe we will learn something together. All right, so I'm sitting here with Austin Cantola of Genesis 3D Printing and, uh, Awesome. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about your business? Yeah. So um, my name's Austin Cantola, like he already said. Um, so I live in a small little town called Ravana in Michigan. It's on the west side of Michigan. Um, basically born and raised here. Started um, basically um, when I was probably eight years old, hunting and whatnot, being in the outdoors. My dad is from a farming family. So we Grew up in a, in a family that just loves to be in the outdoors, fishing, hunting, you name it, anything that has to do with hunting, we're out there or just outdoors, I mean, in general. So um, that's kind of a little bit about me. I have a, a wife and just a dog right now. We've been married for five years and she she's part of the, the Genesis team. Um, it's just two of us right now. Um, no plan to expand our team right now. Uh, we're we're happy with what we're doing and whatnot. So Genesis 3D printing is basically a 3D printing company that um, it, it was designed or created to help pay off loans, <laughs> student loans <laughs> and all the debt, all the debt that we had. Um, and we're actually really close to getting it paid off. And um, I would say that this, uh, this venture or this business has turned into something a little bit more than that now, um, which is cool, um, which is really exciting and blessed to, uh, that God has given us this opportunity to just, come up with really cool innovative designs and um, reach reach guys that are trying to be a little bit more um, stealthy and just a little bit more efficient when they mobile hunt so yeah so so let's let's elaborate on that a little bit um, so you make 
you 3D print. Uh, obviously, you use. Uh, I don't. I don't think you mentioned it, but you have an engineering background that helped you design and create oh, yeah. all these things. And yep. Um, there is just all kinds. I mean, what what did it actually start out as? What was the one piece that all of a sudden? And when we're talking mobile, we're talking saddle hunting. In case anybody yep. was wondering on that, but you, um, what, what was the first piece you created? Because I mean, you've got stuff for almost every platform every stick everything yeah and there's yep. a way that it all snaps together it's pretty interesting so can you kind of tell us a little bit about the how it all kind of yeah. got started it i would say it got started um with the fact that i'm a cheap cheap guy and i didn't want to pay for an ascender um, for saddle hunting so a lot of guys are using like rope mins or kong ducks i i i just I just didn't have the money to be able to spend on one of those. And I was like, man, I hate using my Prusik, um, not or hitch. And I just don't really like how it binds up. It's hard to move, get, get your lineman all tied up and um, wrapped around the tree. And then it's a pain, pain in the butt to be able to loosen it up or tighten it up or whatever. So I started like kind of researching and seeing some guys using different types of uh, tenders um, basically. And, so I, I started researching a little bit more and then I figured, well, I have this 3D printer that I've had for probably about three months um, when I started looking at it, stuff like that. And I thought, man, I'm, I'm tired of making stuff that just looks cool that I print and then sits on my desk at work. So then I started uh, using my design degree to design those and basically they replaced the need to have a mechanical ascender. And they basically just tend your hitch and they can, you can pull on the tag in and move your hitch up and down uh, your tether or your lineman rope. So the lineman rope, you could use it for tree stand hunting too. Um, so yeah, that's, that was the first, first print I did. Um, it looked kind of crazy at first. It was literally just a big um, uh, circle. <laughs> Wasn't anything crazy. And then I was like, man, this is, this can be better. So I think there was probably like eight or 10 iterations of that design. So, and, so you're still using the Prusik, but it's just something that aids it along and actually pushes it, right? right? So, so instead yeah. of having to try and grab it with your hand, you can literally step up and 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 jerk your bridge or whatever uh, carabiner that's attached to mm -hmm. it, and it'll just slide it along, right? Yeah, you're pretty much just yeah, you're just pulling on the tag end. That's it. Okay. You pull on that tag end. It just um, basically takes the tender and pushes it pushes it up the rope. And then that hits your or runs into your hitch. And then that pushes your hitch up your rope. And then so, if you were to fall or something, that would slide down, and your Prusik would still tighten up, and then right. and then grab right. Yep, yep. Okay. So yeah, the the tender is the the figure eighter. It's just a tender basically is loose on there. It's not it's not really tight on there. So if you do fall, it's just gonna fall out of the way, and then your your hitch will lock up on you. Okay. All right. Yep. That makes sense. So, yeah, so that's that was kind of the first design we did, uh, or I did. I keep saying we because my my wife and I do this business, but um, I do more. I do all the design work right now with the, with the help of one guy that I work with. He's been super helpful and whatnot. So, okay, let's let's. I guess we should probably rewind it a little bit. So you started hunting out of state, right? And when you'd go mm -hmm. out of state, you didn't want to carry a big big tree stand. Yeah. And then you got into saddle hunting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, I, let's go from there a little bit. So you started getting how, so you got down this journey. Um, 
and then I'm sure it just evolved because it seems like everybody is just wanting to try out something different, something new all the time. I've got a buddy who kind of refused to uh, to get an actual saddle. He didn't want the Mantis. He didn't want the Aerokestrel. He didn't want this or that. He ended up building his own out of a rock climbing harness, piece of felt, some mule mm-hmm. tape, and some other things like that. What was your first saddle that you went with, and then how did that evolve? Um, yeah, so the first saddle I went with was the usually it's it seems like the typical uh, route for new guys that are just trying to test out the waters for saddle hunting is um, using a sit drag um, little harness thing. It's not even a harness. It's literally just something that has a rope that goes back to the tree or a strap, and you can sit on the ground in it when you like ground hunt or turkey hunt, I think is what it was designed for. Um, but most new guys that are trying saddle hunting will buy that cause it's like 35 bucks and pair it up with a rock climbing harness. And that's pretty much all you need, um, to get going and whatnot. So it's, it's actually pretty, it's not that bad. I think it's actually really comfortable. It's just more, um, the fact that you have to wear a rock climbing harness with that on top of it. Actually, and now that you I've... mentioned that, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, that was what my buddy started. He bought the sit drag. It was like uh, 15 bucks on Amazon. And then yeah. he paired it with his rock climbing harness. But he said it was terrible how much it pinched on his hips. And that mm-hmm. was what uh, what inspired him to make the harness. And I said, well, oh, if yeah. that's the case, maybe I'll just buy one. I bought the tethered Mantis. Now I'm looking at the other one and it looks better. Of course, you know, you want the newest, greatest. I'm not going to get it, but um, <laughs> um, wife wouldn't approve of that. Well, yeah, probably <laughs> not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. What you'll find out with saddle hunting for anybody that's looking to start, I would say no saddle is the same for each guy. Like for me, the Mantis didn't fit on me because I have a, a decent sized booty. And so it would always like ride up on me. It wouldn't stay down on me. Um, but for other guys that don't have the same physique or shape of their body would fit them great. Fits them perfect. So I think when you, when you try out saddle hunting, just to, I think if you try one saddle and you don't like it, it doesn't mean that saddle hunting isn't comfortable or isn't for you. I think you have to kind of test the waters a little bit more than just try one saddle and being done with it if you don't like it. So, so after you moved from the sit drag, what did you go to then? Um, I tried the Mantis was the next one. Um, so that's, that, that was the next saddle I tried. I, I actually took that to Missouri the two years ago, um, when I went saddle hunting down there and it worked. I mean, I, we sat, I sat all day in it and it was, it was comfortable, um, but I did find myself having to adjust it a lot just because of, like I said, the shape of my body um, just wasn't the right fit for it. Um, and then from there, I was going to use that until there's last year, there was a lot of saddle hunting uh, companies coming to the market. It seemed like, and, or guys that are trying to like make saddles out of their basement kind of thing. And I was like, I'll, I'll test this out. So then I bought an H2 saddle and then was going to use that. And then um, a local company that is making saddles in like uh, Grand Rapids area, which is like 30 minutes from where I live, reached out to me and asked me if I'd test one of their saddles out for this last hunting season. So that's what I used the whole hunting season. What so, what saddle was that? Are you allowed to say? 
um i can't go into details about it okay um but it's it's um the name of it is called the method saddle okay. um by lat and the company is called latitude outdoors okay um super, super awesome guys um they basically all went to college together i believe and they are all kind of hunters or mobile hunters and they love just just the idea of innovation and whatnot so that's kind of how they started and um they just i i don't know what i don't i really don't know how i built a relationship to be reached out by them but i thought this was a great opportunity to test out one of the new saddles that was going to hit the market it hasn't hit it yet just due to all the covid stuff but Mm -hmm. it was uh it was very very comfortable for me (laughs) i have to admit nice yeah i'm always curious about that kind of stuff because you see so many (laughs) different ones out there Um, oh yeah and there there's just there's going to be more and more because now hawk is coming out was one and I think the, the Novix is going to come out with one, which is the Lone Wolf Stands. So Nice, nice. So then let's talk about platforms. What did, what did you start with, and uh, what are you kind of running right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I started with, um, a, I believe it was a primal step that I got from a guy on the saddle hunting farm. And it's, it's like a knockoff wild edge step, and it worked. It just wasn't the same quality as the wild edge stuff. And basically what I used was a piece of plywood that I cut and it was a pretty thick uh, piece of plywood, about an inch, inch and a quarter. I can't remember. And I just would cut it on like a T shape and I would slide it in there and it would lock in there pretty good. And so that's, that's what I originally started hunting with. Again, I was cheap and I just wanted something that would work just to get me up a tree kind of thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) that's, it was, it was a little dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I made a out of I was like, man, I got my XOP and I really don't use it. Um, so I ended up taking the XOP seat off and did one of like the original. Um, mm-hmm. Who's the guy that actually makes the platform? The tether, Ernie. It was like the Ernie. Ernie. Yeah, it was like the Ernie uh, style. And I ordered some stuff. I was going to machine my own. And then I was like, this is crazy. If I can already buy it, why the heck am I going to make my own? You know, it's just, yeah. you get the idea in your head and you want to run with it. And then you're like, by the time I buy Wait. all this material, all this aluminum, all these different, yeah, all these different things. It's like, or oh, yeah. I could just call up Dano, order some stuff from what is it? Somewhere East something outdoors or whatever it is. Yeah. Double and, steps. Yep. Double step. And then just build it so i did that and it worked pretty mm-hmm. good and i even used uh some uh some am steel on there for my did like the whoopee sling and all that and it's just and then i went back to the strap but it never seemed to lock on good like like it could hold me if i was just standing vertical but if i tried to lean around the tree and step on that platform mm-hmm. it would end up kicking out <clears throat> Yeah. And that's kind of freaky. <laughs> oh, it is. That's what I used last year, but I, I took it to a different level and actually 3D printed my own standoffs for that. <laughs> okay. So let's talk yeah. about that. How do you get enough strength out of a 3D printer? Because it's just using like some type of resin, right? Yeah. it's um, What I'm using is just a uh, ABS or um, uh, shoot, what's the other name of it? I'm drawing a blank right now, but like it's, a PVC it's a UV. Or um, I've used polycarbonate um, 
before, but that's that's a little bit difficult to print. So what I've actually used is oh, it's called ASA. It's a uh, basically the same as ABS, but it's UV resistant. Okay. <clears throat> um, with 3D printing, it just comes down to um, how your layer lines. So when you print, it's basically like a hot glue gun, and it's just controlled by a robot and or stepper motors, is what they call them, and basically it's like a cnc machine you just tell it where to go and it just spits down the plastic in a precise way it sounds not very precise the way i described it right there but, but yeah it's no, we get it <laughs> i yeah. mean everybody's so, seen them at this point everybody's seen a 3d printer i mean you yeah. even get like instagram feeds of you know super cheap ones that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but, so i think it just comes down to knowing like with printing um knowing how your layers are going to lay for your part and running those accordingly to how the stress is going to be on the part we use in like the field. So like all my designs, I've thought really thought out, like, how do I make this as strong as possible? Like um, laying them down and making sure that all my layer lines are going to run away from the stress or perpendicular with the stress that it's going to be in. So that maximizes the strength. So I, okay. I would never, I would never sell those standoffs or even I make um, like a ring of steps that I've used or still used. And I actually really like them. I would never sell them to a guy, but I, I mean, I'll use them every day. <laughs> so they're actually strong enough, but liability wise, I get, I get why, why we wouldn't sell those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a little too scared of that. So like, is that why on your bow hanger, it actually says not a step. Do you put that on every single one of them? Yeah, I do. Um, so that that's that was one of the things that guys gave me feedback on is like, hey, you might want to put this on your bow hanger just in case somebody thinks it's a step for ring steps. And I was like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> has anybody ever tried it and got back to you on that? No, no, nobody has tried it because I've I feel like I've been a pretty ahead of the game on that and been pretty, um, uh, I would say vocal or just make sure that's something that people understand. Like this is not a it's not this is not a step for you to climb a tree with or even use as a ring of steps um but i mean like with those bow hangers i've tested them up to 50 pounds and they don't break so if you're a small child maybe they'll be fine but <laughs> they're not they're they're not meant for adults to step onto <laughs> let's talk about you got this thermosel clip and i've always wondered oh, yeah. why does the thermosel not come with a clip do they sell a clip for it they do. They sell this little clip, but it comes in like a package and you have to buy the package and it's like 20 some bucks. And I don't know why they don't sell it as an accessory option that you could buy from them. Hmm. Um, but they do, they do have a clip um, that they sell, but it's, it's with a package. The clip is just like a spring loaded clip. So it would work. Um, but it's just one of those things like you would just have to spend a little bit more money to get it. So were you one of the ones that spent the money and then afterwards was like, this is silly. Why don't I just make one or how'd that come about? Um, I had a lot of guys from down South and like Louisiana, um, Florida, Georgia guys. They're just say, just telling me like, Hey, I have to use a thermosel all year round when I hunt. Can you make something that I can clip this on the saddle or on my gear hanger that makes it so it's not like just resting on top of my bag. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I have a thermosel and I know there's a slot on the back for it. So <laughs> I just, I just took some measurements real quick. And I, I mean, that was probably one of the easiest designs to do just because it's like, just got to take, take these measurements and then get it, get it printed. Oh, that was just a little off and then print it one more time. And then it was good to go. 
Nice. So, so let's talk about sticks then. Um, so when you first started out, what kind of, I mean, were you using steps then to climb up the trees or what, what um, were you using? No, the, the first uh, sticks that I used were just uh, DIY sticks that I made. Um, again, I, I bought the tubing from a guy on saddle hunting form and it came with the, the, the double steps but it didn't come with any standoffs. And again, that was too cheap to buy the standoffs from like Lone Wolf or somebody else, just because I don't know, I had a 3d printer. Let's print some standoffs. <laughs> so I actually printed the standoffs for that too. Um, and I used those and I, I think they were just cause the 3d printing, the parts that you print, cause you don't have to, they don't have to be a solid piece. You can print like uh, intricate designs within the part to help give it strength. And so, my, I, I think the sticks that I used, I thought when I measured them, they're about a pound, 1.9 pounds. So they're pretty actually light compared to other sticks on the market. So how long did those last before you went down a different road or are you still using them? Uh, last year was my last year. And now, now that I started uh, Genesis 3D printing, I'm like, I think that I can afford slash use some other sticks for testing and whatnot. So then I, I, I tested a bunch of sticks um, for different products that I make. And then I was, I settled on the B sticks um, for this coming year. I do. I'm not completely sold as in, I love the B sticks. Don't get me wrong. I love that they're fixed steps. Um, nothing's moving on them and they stack straight up and down. Um, but I, I also have a set of the carbon fiber sticks from the timber ninja guys coming. So, Wow. Definitely going to run those too. <laughs> so what's the price point on like the carbon fiber sticks? Oh, I don't even want to say it cause I feel bad now. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, it's, it's 120 bucks. So for three or four sticks, that's just for one. Oh, that's so that's about the price of a set of six. Well, I guess maybe not. I mean, cause the beast sticks it's are close. a couple hundred bucks, right? Yeah. The, I would say, I think the beast sticks are 80, 85. I can't remember a piece. And then like the shikars, are, I would say that more um, high-end sticks are coming to market now, but you can buy the Hawk helium sticks for right around that same price for one stick or the API sticks. Um, so I would say that they're definitely probably one of the most higher price sticks, but they're also um, with the carbon fiber sticks, they're the first carbon fiber sticks to the market. So I think they can sell them for a little bit more and their quality is pretty high. Yeah. No, that's interesting. That's definitely interesting. I'm always looking for, so I had the, um, XOP. I don't even remember which ones they are. They weren't the ones that were recalled. They're the newer ones mm -hmm. and liked them super light. Love the way they locked together all that. What I don't like is it's a single step and then you can flip mm -hmm. them of course, but when you're in the tree going up or coming down, it's kind of, I don't like it. Cause I'm, yeah. I don't know how I'm coming down, whether I'm going to come down exactly the same way I came up, especially if it's a gnarly oh, yeah. looking tree. And to me, I didn't like it. So then I ended up going with the, uh, the Hawk helium sticks. And that's what I've got now. And they lock mm -hmm. together, but I don't like the way they lock together with that funky su suction cup design. They don't stay oh, yeah. locked together. No. Nope. So with that being said, <laughs> that, I believe that being said, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> yes. So I believe you came up with a solution for that. Yeah, I did. Um, I call it our stick mule system. Um, basically 
how it works is you have to take off your stand, one of your standoffs and um, a set of your steps and whatnot. Basically, they just slide up the channel and then um, there's two fingers that are designed to basically when you take your other receiving stick, um, you can actually snap it into those two fingers and there's a, like a little pad that they'll um, touch off onto on that stick that's being snapped into it. Um, but it locks in there crazy, crazy solid and it comes out super easy too when you twist the, the standoff. So yeah, that's another thing like guys were just telling me like, I, I mean, I don't even know if, I don't think I had a guy that reached out to me and said that, hey, can you make something that will work with the Hawk Helium sticks that will lock them in better than the suction cup? I just saw a lot of people complain about the, the quality of them where they were breaking and, um, or just, I watched videos of guys shaking them and hearing them rattle around. And I was like, <laughs> man, I feel like there's something there. Like there's yeah. a problem to be solved and um, whatnot. So, so yeah, that was, that was one of my biggest things yep. is I bought them because I was like, Oh, look at that attachment. They somewhat lay flat. They don't. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. want, and this is, I hope somebody comes up with a, a set of sticks that lays completely flat when you stack them, but somehow mm -hmm. locks together. Yeah. And if they oh, don't, yeah. maybe that's where you come in. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know if 3D printing. I, yeah, that's the liability stuff. I don't. No, no, not about fun. the set of sticks. I'm just talking the attachment oh. point. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I can do that then. <laughs> yeah. So then you yeah. use your homemade platform that you got. Then what do you graduate to next? Because I mean, uh, yeah, I actually went the same route as you. Um, I built a DIY platform out of a just an XOP lone wolf. I don't know which seat it was, but just the cam over um, one. And again, same kind of feedback that you had where solid when you're standing straight up and down, but when you put any side pressure on it, it kind of wants to kick and it makes your stomach drop real quick. And then you start thinking about uh, hunting isn't worth my life kind of thing. So then I, <laughs> I uh, went into uh, this business and that's when I actually started getting platforms to test out and I actually have tested literally every platform that's on the market and whatnot. So I have a lot of options to choose from now. Can you, think, are you, are you allowed to talk about like your opinions yeah. on them or, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't have any, um, I don't have any problem sharing what I, uh, what I personally like. Um, so I personally like, um, the predator just because, I don't know. It just seems like you can get that thing really locked down. You just kind of push it down with your foot and then you can just kind of bring that seat down and it locks in there really easily. Um, don't, you don't really have to get the strap really tight. You get it as tight as you can, as much as you can. But if you pull that, um, that post down with your, like you just step on that post, it's going to lock in there really easily. So just from a, um, easeability for using that, that's probably my favorite platform. Just, from an all-around standpoint, um, I really, I do like the the Lone Wolf um, Assassin platform. That's really old that you don't really see on the market right now. Um, that's yeah, just a that's larger like, platform. Yeah, that one's non-existent anymore. Yeah, no, that one's uh, like a keepsake kind of thing. Like you give that to your grandkids to pass on <laughs> to your next generation. Which is basically kind of just a cam down version of the lone one of the lone wolf tree stand uh platforms it's, right i mean that is just, oh yeah 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 and i i think that they're uh, with lone wolf 
um, getting rebranding themselves, they're actually probably going to bring that back to market, I think. So um, I think if you're holding out for one of those tree stands or you have been just hold or those saddle platforms, hold out a little bit longer. It's there's one coming, I think. Well, are you so, talking like lone wolf or lone wolf custom gear? Lone wolf, I believe. Um, okay. Just based on what I've seen on social media, it seems like um, they shared, they shared a photo um, of them teasing that platform coming back. So, okay. So it's cool. It's cool to see all these new platforms kind of popping up. And like, um, I talk to Matt from out on a limb, like every week we are either texting or chatting and whatnot. And he actually made me, um, uh, extra large podium platform, which I'm pretty excited about that one too. Um, because I, I do think that there's, there's a, a, a place for larger, um, platforms for guys. And I think that I, I personally actually really like a larger platform. That was kind of my, my whole thoughts about like the predator. I get it. Um, you know, why, why you would want it super small or so it's not like dragging or getting caught up on things, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I mean, if you see you're doing an all day hunt and that was the one reason I ended up going with the saddle. Um, I found that sitting in like a smaller tree stand was just hard on my back leaning up against oh, yeah. the tree all the time. And with the saddle, I could get a little more range and more mobility out of it without, um, without doing a whole lot more movement being that I was already mm-hmm. in the semi standing position anyway. Yeah. So that's kind of why I ended up going with it. Now I don't fully or exclusively saddle hunt. I will admit that I'm still not a hundred percent sold. I think to me, the main thing is, is, you know, I mean, you see all these Westies, the Western guys that go out and they've got their entire camp on their back, shoot an animal and throw the animal in their pack <laughs> and pack it all out. And then you've got guys yep. in the Midwest that are worried about walking, you know, a mile or two deep onto some public <laughs> ground that they got to take their stand with them. And it's like, oh, my yep. gosh. It's so so I'm kind of caught up with that where it's like, just shut up, Luke. You know, stop being an idiot. Just pack it in and pack it out. But <laughs> I, I still think um, for like a stealth standpoint, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you get the sticks up a little bit quieter. And then just put your platform up. You're not having to worry about hanging. A, I don't know. You know, yeah, the, yeah. I see I no. see advantages to both, but I definitely, yeah. I, I like the aspect and there's times. And there's also some trees to where there's just some areas to where you're definitely not hanging a stand in it, but you could easily put a platform and attach yourself. And so oh, for sure. I still like it and I'm, I'm, I need to get, a new platform but so you're saying the ridge runner like a ridge runner type or something like that or a podium is it ridge runner makes the podium set uh podium platforms yeah correct matt matt from out on limb makes the ridge runner the podium he ha- he has like what he calls the scout um the solo scout he has got so many platforms now and he's got a an xl version of the ridge runner coming that he's bringing to market soon and those so, are all aluminum those are all aluminum yep so, yeah okay yeah yeah there th- he makes some pretty solid platforms um i just i uh, for me um i prefer to have like the kind of cam over seat um or cam over platform kind of thing where the bottom kind of digs into the tree kind of thing mm-hmm. um his his uh design is a little bit different it's very similar to like the wild edge ropes where it kind of you pull it away from the tree and it kind of cams over and locks in oh okay so, but it's still there's once you get them in, they're they're rock solid. So, 
And what's what's some of the other ones that stood out to you? I mean, what about like the Ambush or the Kirchner's? Uh, yeah, so I tried the Ambush. A guy sent that to me. And um, to be honest with you, that was probably the one platform I uh, least liked. Um, and it wasn't because it was just so expensive. It was more, I had a really hard time getting that solid to the tree, which is crazy because if I was envisioning it to be like the Predator, um, and how that can, I, I can get that really solid to the tree. Um, but I would push down on that post and get that strap as tight as I could. And it still felt like it didn't really dig into the tree. And, um, the top portion of the, the post where, um, you have your standoff up there, whenever I would uh, bring that seat over and cam it over, um, it would actually pull away from the tree for some odd reason. Hmm. It wouldn't stay tight. So that was the one platform I actually didn't really care for and it wasn't as light as I thought it was going to be um, I think it was right around five pounds um, advertised and I don't I, I don't I think I remember it being that light when I had it but I can't remember exactly so um, yeah and I'm trying to think if there's any other platforms that I tried I think that's pretty much all of them so so yeah. so you're saying probably all around like if you gave it an all-around score probably then the predator platform would be your your first yeah. choice yeah i would i would say so just because it hits so many different um angles of mobile hunting whether you're early season mobile hunting um do, you can do all day sits in it i would say and then even like the late season when you're all bundled up it's not like a huge platform where it's very difficult to get cammed over or get set up um it's pretty dang light and whatnot. So, and it, it's just rock solid to the tree. It takes side pressure really, really well. Um, so I think coming up this season, that's probably, unless some crazy company comes out with another saddle platform, which is probably possible based on mobile hunting market right now, that's probably going to be my, my go-to platform for this fall. So let's talk, I, I see, um, I don't know if it's, a brand saddle that you're using or if it's um but it's got like a kidney belt is that just a way that you you use that kidney belt to carry your stuff in oh the are you talking about the battle belt i don't know what yeah yeah just above the saddle when mm -hmm. i wear it yeah so um what i use that for is just early season stuff when i don't really when i i where i hunt i hunt on private land it's right behind my house um so what i'll do when i get home from work if I want to quickly go out and hunt, I'll just keep my sticks on my battle belt, which is just a heavy duty belt, combat belt that you can just clip in sticks around my back. They lay horizontal. Um, and I'm with the B sticks, they barely go past my hips. So, um, walking through the woods, I'm not going to get it caught on anything. So then basically I'm just, I'm going in light. And the nice thing about that combat belt is it sits above your hips and the weight is like, if you use any pack style um backpack like a solid has a good waist um waist belt on it it feels just like that where you just don't feel the weight on your back um, that's that's pretty cool yeah so it's really nice and with that system that i use i use what i call i have it's called the stick mule system and basically when i get to the base of the tree i can just take it off those versa hangers and then i can just literally pivot the sticks and they're now hanging vertical instead of horizontal um so it's, it's a really quick and mobile system because my thought process when I get to 
the base of a tree is I want to start climbing right away. I don't want to take off a bunch of stuff and have to figure out what I'm going to do. It's hit the tree and start climbing. That's pretty cool because I mean, my whole setup is sticks are on a pack, take the sticks out of the pack, hang them on loops that I made on my saddle. Hope they don't Mm -hmm. fall out of those loops and start climbing and pulling sticks as I go. And then, so, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how easy is it then to to actually, I mean, can you release them one-handed or do you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's designed, um, the stick mule clips that I have is literally just like a, a clip that goes around the one-inch tubing um, and then it has a built, designed-in Versa button in two spots. And basically all you do when you put them in the Versa hangers I know it's kind of hard to explain over audio, but you basically just slide it up and then it slides um, to like the left or the right out of the channel. And then it just swings over and it's it's out of, out of the bursa hanger and just kind of dangling or hanging there. But it, it's not swinging around because I used what you're talking about before mm-hmm. where I hang it like a piece of paracord from my, my sticks. But the downside of that is when you climb, like naturally your hips are moving left up and down. So when you move your hips going to want to pull or you just you're there's a lot of motion going on that you just can't really control because it's just a natural motion when you climb um with the paracord everything's just swinging around with my system everything's locked it's solid it's it's going to follow your hips but it's not going to swing uncontrollably yeah no that's exactly sounds like exactly what i need <laughs> for my sticks because it it i i don't like anything about the setup i actually thought about maybe just going and getting another set of sticks because i didn't like the way they locked together and to be perfectly honest i don't like the fact that it's only three sticks in in the hawk helium sticks mm-hmm. i want a fourth oh yeah I'm are the, you running the full length i'm running the full length yeah yeah and those things are heavy <laughs> well they're heavy yeah but like i said i you can't really complain you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's guys yeah. going out shooting high country mule deer. <laughs> and yeah. So I'm my whole thing isn't so much the weight aspect, but the convenience of having it all together, having it to yeah. where you can just twist them, whatever. It's it it's um. So it's just hanging there and everything's silent. My biggest thing is the rattling, the clanging. Um, when I carry them, like I tied like a like a slip knot, like a lasso or something on, um, on some mule tape and put them around my shoulder. And it's like, they mm-hmm. dig into my shoulder or I stick them in a pack and lash them down on the pack, but then I got to take the pack off and then, um, you know, take them and then hang them from there. So it's just kind of steps I want to eliminate, you know, if you're yeah. setting it down and it- there's leaves in the fall or something, you're trying to be quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds know. it sounds exhausting listening to you talk about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it, it yeah, I'm always trying to come up with ways to help out with that. So that's that's definitely cool then. And uh yeah. It sounds like I know with what what platform I'm I'm going to then for sure. Um mm-hmm. So what else what else you guys got in your lineup that you're making that's something really cool or innovative or you got anything really really cool in the works? Um yeah, so I mean that's the, that's the most exciting thing about what I'm doing is um, I love the creating new innovative designs that just aren't out there. Um, 
and some of them are out there, but they're just not done the way we're trying to do them um, or the way I'm trying to design them. So um, the biggest one I would say right now is we have a camera arm that we're working on. Um, that, that guy, that friend that I was talking about that I work with at my day job, um, we've been talking a little bit and he's been trying to help out with that. So that's kind of a cool one that we're trying to bring to market for guys that are going with a lightweight camera arm. Um, Cause again, like I said, you can 3d print something and not make it solid, but you can still make it very strong. Um, so that's, that's one that's just more, it may not be one that I sell to guys, but it may be one that I use at least. Um, kind of like with my steps um, and standoffs kind of thing with, I, <laughs> I just don't, don't want to put it in the hands of everybody else, but I, I personally would use it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one. Um, I'm actually, I just uh, recently finished this design and, and testing it right now, but with our stick mule system with that built-in VersaBun, it's meant to be modular. So uh, the idea is that it will work with a bunch of other designs for different purposes. So I have a way, I've thought about this a lot. I have a way for people to efficiently climb a tree with the sticks on their side because I have the Versa bun or Versa hanger that works with a saddle. I have the Versa hanger that works with a, a belt now, so it's a little bit bigger. So it, you can put like a one and a half inch belt into it uh, for tree stand hunters because a lot of guys are asking for that. So I have a way to climb a tree efficiently. I have these stick stack stow is what I call it. It's basically just a bunch of clips that go on your sticks and they clip into each other so you can... I did, I did a design for the Timber Ninjas guys, um, and basically all your sticks lock together, and you don't need straps, you don't need ropes, so that's that was kind of what that kind of stemmed from, is we they wanted a system that would lock all the sticks together, so I have a way to climb a tree efficiently, I have a way to lock all your sticks together efficiently, but I don't really have a solution for guys to pack them efficiently, so... I actually um, built a little block system that would take our stick mule system and you could mount it to the bottom of a platform to the bottom of a tree and it will work with on any platform, any tree stand. Um, I think I said tree, tree stand, sorry. Um, but that's kind of one of the new, new products that I'm working through um, right now that I'm probably most excited about because I think it's one of those things that will, not only hit the saddle hunting market, but it'll hit the tree stand hunting market or hit uh, be available for those guys that tree stand hunt. So, so you're saying not not only could you haul it like with your saddle, you're saying if you had a tree stand and you wanted to snap your sticks to the tree stand, correct? You, you could do that as well. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's really cool too because of the fact that you can put it anywhere on on the base of your tree stand on the the grooves or um whatever you want to call them um it'll mount to those on any angle um and then basically it just allows you to slide this built-in versa button system like the stick mule system that i was explaining into that channel and then it locks into it and then your your sticks are solid on there and then when you get to the tree you can literally just slide them out and then put them on for your your versa hanger on your belt or on your saddle nice so so yeah, that's, that's probably one of the big ones that I'm probably most excited for, but, um, I actually just had to shut down our site starting after tomorrow to get caught up on orders. Cause it's been, um, very overwhelming with the amount of orders. Cause I think people are starting to find out about us, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. And awesome. But at the same time, um, I don't want to, I don't want to get so far behind on guys. Um, that's one thing I, I, 
I've tried not to be um, like all the other kind of companies that are in the saddle hunting comp- uh, business. They just feel feels like everybody's behind on orders because it's booming. So I don't I, I don't want to be that kind of guy that takes on orders and don't I don't get them fulfilled for like a month. So yeah, I hear you on that one. I waited mm-hmm. quite a while on a saddle. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of guys. You weren't the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about attachment um, as far as sticks. What what are you running or what have you found that's about the mes- me- best method, like the rope or are you sticking with the traditional buckles that they give you? What what are you doing? I'm a sucker for that and steel daisy chain, man. Um, I just, that's what most guys have been uh, kind of sharing on social media. And then I kind of, I kind of bit the bullet and I said, well, I'm going to buy some. And I, I bought some and made my own daisy chains out of it. Really easy to do, um, very cost effective. It's not very expensive and it's super lightweight. I mean, you can fit four of those ropes or canes into your palm of your hand and it weighs next to nothing, but it's super strong. So that's what I'm using. Um, I just, I, I can get those sticks locked solid. I even use it on my predator platform. Um, so really? I, the, the strap for the predator platform is probably the best way to get that thing solid, but the Amsteel Daisy chain works great too. And it's doesn't make any noise and it's super lightweight. That's interesting. I, I use mm-hmm. on my sticks, I use a Daisy chain webbing mm-hmm. that I got. Um, but I got to say, there's been times I stepped on this top step and I don't think I had it tight enough on the tree. And that whole mm-hmm. step or the whole stick actually kicked out. And that's oh, yeah. when you learn your lineman's belt, how good it actually works. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still attached to the tree. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, I kept that lineman. I keep it on because, you know, you're taking sticks on and off the whole time. Safety oh, yeah. first, right? Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We've all got families <laughs> to come home to. And it'd be better sure to come do. home in one piece walking than uh, not. So, <laughs> yeah, my wife's gonna love listening to this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I'll be the first to admit that I've done a lot of stupid things tree stand hunting before, um, mm-hmm. including putting them up, and I'm talking like even permanent stands that I've hung up um, without anything whatsoever. I've got one stand that I didn't think was high enough deer kept spotting them spotting us as they'd come over the crest of the hill so i moved it up to about 35 feet maybe 40 feet um Mm -hmm. and when i did that i still up until a couple years ago i didn't even strap myself in so yeah um, same way yeah so i mean i gotta admit done a lot of stupid things fortunately been lucky i've never been one of those kind of guys that can fall asleep in a tree I'm mm-hmm. always too amped up and excited for what's coming, oh, but, um, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I know a lot I'm of a people, sleeper. I know a lot of people that can take a nap in a tree and I just, I, to me, I can't, that's like napping in the car. I don't really, don't oh. really do that either. Even if somebody else is driving, I always want to be awake and see what's coming up next. So, um, and you're missing out on some good naps. <laughs> it's just my personality, I guess, but yeah, um, <laughs> But so I've never had to worry about falling asleep and falling out of a tree, but there's been a lot of stupid stuff and I can't believe, you know, and then mm-hmm. one, one day I was just like, man, I've got a family. What, what, you yeah. know, when you hear stories of people falling and it's like, 
I, that doesn't need to be me. So I know it happened to my uncle um, too, and he actually really hurt himself. Um, so I was, yeah, I get right what you're saying, man. It's scary, and I can't believe I've done some of the things I've done in the tree stand. <laughs> Like standing up on on the seat of the tree stand so you can get a better view of something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So, yeah, definitely. Um, That's interesting that you use those, though. Um, I'm going to have to look Mm -hmm. into that a little bit more because I I don't know. I don't – can you – do you use like a whoopee sling at the end of it or something to make it tighter or it's just straight up a daisy chain? I've just used straight up daisy chain. I've, I've used whoopee slings and I think they work great. I, I would actually use them if I, um, if I need, if I needed to or wanted to, I, I think those work great too. Um, so just it comes down to what I think that's the hard thing. It's just personal preference. I think everything, like what we're talking about, the stuff that I find works great for me. And there's, like I said, like some platforms are great. Like what Matt's got going for out on a limb is he's got some awesome products, but, I just found just personal preference. I prefer a, a daisy chain or um, the predator platform kind of stuff like that. So you get, I would, I would encourage anybody, especially anybody that's new to saddle hunting, try, try, try stuff out. And if you don't like it, turn around, sell it on a, on a social media platform. Everybody's buying stuff. I love gear. So I'm always trying to, on an eternal quest to perfect things and find new things. I mean, but man, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on and talking to us all about this. Can you tell people where they can find you and find your products? Yeah. So um, I have an Instagram account and a uh, Facebook account that you can reach us at um, or go check us out as Genesis 3D Printing uh, on both of them. And then we have a website um, that's just Genesis3dprinting.com. So you go on there and shop. Um, That's right now the only place you can buy our products. Um, You can get uh, we do do wholesale pricing um, or wholesale options with Daniel over at Double Steps for some of our products. So if you are shopping over at Double Steps, you can pick some of our stuff up there too. So, Cool. That's awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I definitely look forward to purchasing some of your stuff and uh, getting out there and trying it and seeing what you got coming up next. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome just to kind of chat and get to know you and kind of share some stuff that we're working on. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Yep. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Publicly Challenged podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to. Also, if you could leave a review, that would help us out. And you can check us out on Instagram or at publiclychallenge.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.